Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, December 9th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Raul Bonasco is the new director of St. Louis County Justice Services. The New York native is in charge of managing the county's closely scrutinized jail. I always say corrections officers are like customer service agents, plus we have to answer to the community and family members. Bonasco speaks with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum about the job he started late last month. But first, the headlines. Our regional partnership has missed a big goal for 2019. It wanted to house every homeless veteran in St. Louis area counties by November. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron reports, the group is using what it learned to improve homeless services for next year. The St. Louis Area Regional Commission on Homelessness helped more than 300 veterans find housing this year. It's still working to house dozens more. The commission has already been seeking new housing options, but next year it's also developing other services. Tim Huffman is the commission's data committee chair. He says case management is harder to fund than housing, but it's crucial. It is generally not a recipe for success to just shove someone into housing and not have social support. And by social support, I mean that a person who knows them, who's checking in on them, and who is aware of broader services. The commission is also working with behavioral health agencies that help veterans recover from addiction and other health issues that make it hard to stay in stable housing. I'm Kay Petron, St. Louis Public Radio. People who live in rural areas are more likely to have higher rates of preventable hospitalizations and higher mortality rates than urban residents. That's from a study by St. Louis University and Washington University. Researchers say a lack of specialty physicians such as cardiologists is linked to higher mortality rates for those residents. Crystal Redman is a family physician in Kirksville. She says often her patients need to wait months to see a specialist or don't see one at all. They either are going to end up having to be referred further out, like St. Louis or Kansas City, uh, which creates even more trouble in terms of transportation, or they're just going to end up in ERs trying to get the care that they need. Researchers recommend offering incentives such as college loan repayments to specialists willing to practice outside urban areas. People treated for drug-resistant MRSA, commonly known as staph, often get infections again and again. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, Washington University researchers are studying how the bacteria spread among family members at home. MRSA bacteria can live for months on household surfaces, meaning family members can pass it to each other. To understand how that happens, WashU researchers spent a year visiting more than 100 St. Louis homes with a child who recently had MRSA. They found family members who shared certain items, like towels and sheets, were more likely to pass the bacteria to each other. WashU pediatrician Stephanie Fritz says using separate personal hygiene items and frequent hand washing helped reduce the risk of picking up staph bacteria. These are just some kind of straightforward things that people can do. They're not having to turn their world upside down. The team is now testing different techniques to stop the spread of MRSA at home. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. 
Congrats to longtime Cardinals catcher Ted Simmons. He has been elected to the National Baseball Hall of Fame. That announcement came yesterday. Simmons played 21 seasons in the big leagues, 13 of those with the Cardinals. Raul Bonasco is the new director of St. Louis County Justice Services. He started in that job late last month. The New York native is in charge of managing the county's jail, which has come under scrutiny after several inmates died. Benasco sat down for a conversation with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum about his priorities for the agency and why he decided to take the high-pressure position. I found it intriguing that I can still give back to the field of corrections, be part of the community here and help in, uh, as I say, improving some of the systems and processes here within the department and make it a better place and more effective and more efficient place to work. From doing some background research of you, you've encountered some really challenging issues at at the various places you work. (laughs) Everything from making sure prisoners don't escape to making sure that they don't commit suicide. How did those experiences kind of shape your approach to this job? I think, uh, and thank you for sharing that, the assignments I've taken, I've always seen it as a calling. Um, People often don't know the things that happen inside our jails or prisons. And I think the most important thing is throughout my experiences, when we have things that will happen in in jails or in prisons, we have to learn from those experiences. And I've shaped my professional development and also provided additional resources and looked at best practices on a national level. I think it's important that everyone in society know that 70% of law enforcement is detention. Whether it's a prison, jail, um, we house them. And what was always paramount was public safety, ensuring care, custody, and control of the offenders, as well as ensuring that we're treating them respectfully and humane. The big thing that a lot of people are talking about in St. Louis County is there have been several deaths in this jail before you came here. What are you going to do to ensure that there is the right medical attention and the the proper oversight of inmates to make sure that their medical conditions are taken care of right away? I had the opportunity to review some of the existing issues that took place prior to my arrival. And one of the things I can say is several things under the uh, interim director were immediately addressed. Uh, Key communication. Communication is key. That's something that I know since I've taken my role, we meet weekly, sometimes once or twice, with our medical provider leadership now. We look at all medical issues, anything that might be a concern when it comes to the health care of our inmates. Also looking at practices that we've been doing within our intake system to look at improving efficiency and ensuring that not only our staff, volunteers, and the offenders, but everyone is safe everyone's receiving the same type of treatment, and we're being very um, in tune with national best practices. Give me a sense of what staff may have to deal with on a, on a day-to-day basis uh, when they're in this facility. An officer that comes to work in a jail environment like ours has to do not only account for public safety securing inmates, making sure we count them. We have to make sure we provide them medical um, services. We have to ensure that they have a good working, living environment. Some of these inmates work in the kitchen. They do other assignments. So security is paramount. Custody and care of the offenders is paramount. And dealing with the public. 
because we have volunteers who come in. We have contract providers. We have a lot of activity with the attorneys coming in. So we wear many hats. I always say corrections officers are like customer service agents. Plus, we have to answer to the community and family members. If you could point to one major priority that you want to accomplish in the near future, what would it be? I think we have a great, great team of staff, but it's been a long time in which our leadership, my administrators, even my, uh, my I say my foot soldiers on the ground, haven't received some training from a professional, whether it's National Institute of Corrections, whether it's through American Correctional Association, or the American Jail Association, those are national bodies that focus on the best practices and the trends, and we just need to bring them up to speed. We are the largest jail in the state, and we are in a situation where people are retiring. So what are we doing about preparing the next individuals to come and take on some key leadership roles? Because at the end of the day, we are responsible for the lives, both of staff, and offenders every day. So what are we doing to develop the next set of leaders to lead this organization to the next level? That was St. Louis County Justice Services Director Raul Benasco speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum. Our Brian Heffernan edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.